0: Welcome back to the Oasis Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. As a church, we believe that you're made for this, and God has a plan for your life. Here's this week's message. It's awkward to come in a room late, like there's a meeting happen, or you come in late to church, and you already feel awkward. Like, can I just help somebody today? Don't make it more awkward by tiptoeing. Like, I just wanted to see you, if you're late, walk in with some confidence, like, what up? Don't do, you're making it worse. Anybody walked in a room like that recently when you were late? I'm so sorry. It makes it worse. Just walk in with some confidence. I'm here. Anybody excited to be in the house of the Lord on a Sunday? Let's go. I'm excited. I wasn't here last week because I was on a missions trip. I was on a missions trip, uh, actually I was at a golf tournament, I, but here's what happened. They said it was out on a Saturday and it got moved to Sunday, and so I decided that it was a missions trip because your boy was on a mission. But we did lose, and so not only did I miss church, but we lost, and so I had to start saying spiritual stuff like, we have the victory in Christ, like, you know, but we lost and um, it, was, it wasn't good, so I'm taking a two-week break from golf just to realign myself with God's spirit when it comes to uh, playing golf, but I'm excited to be here because we're starting a new series called L.A. Needs You. L.A. Needs You. Shout out if you know L.A. Needs Y'all, man. I feel like there are so many people here who are discouraged because they're not getting what they need from L.A. You came in here or you came to this city with something that you need from L.A., Uh, but L.A. needs you. God did not bring you to this city because of what you need from L.A. God brought you to this city because of what L.A. needs from you. And you have to understand that in order to function and thrive here in L.A. because nobody moves to, to Henderson, Nevada trying to make something of themselves. Like we love this spiritualized selfishness. I just feel like the Lord's calling me to Wichita. Like he, wants to like, he wants me to be the most influential person in Wichita. Like, if you want to be successful in the arts or creativity, we don't move to Wichita. We move to L.A. But we try to act like it's God, but really it's something we want. And it can be both. And this series we're in is just to encourage someone who feels like they're not getting what God had for them in this space because no one moves to L.A. because the rent is low. Like, the cost of living didn't bring you here like it'll bring you to Wichita. Anybody living in a $3,700 a month two-bedroom, shout out to the Lord. <laughs> so you better be in purpose or you're going to wake up, man. I'm telling you, man, like, I, we could move somewhere. My wife and I have talked about it all the time. We could move somewhere where we could have a five, six-bedroom house, but we live in a small condo, man. The other day, I'm telling you, my condo is so small. The other day, no joke, I walked in the front door and tripped out the back. Like, it's just... <laughs> It's like, oh, I was in the backyard. I was like, dang, man, like just one little step, I was in the backyard. But I'm called to Los Angeles. Make some noise if you call to L.A. $7 a gallon for gas. This is for people who are discouraged. You moved out here with a big dream, and you still don't have your Tesla. This message is for you. I went to the car lot about a couple years ago. And they, I just I can't afford a Tesla. Give, they showed me an electric vehicle that plugged into a regular outlet. <laughs> <laughs> it, it had three prongs on it. And like the vacuum could be on the top outlet and the car could be on the bottom. I said, I'm gonna wait to, for God to move. I'm gonna wait for God to move, I can't do it. So I'm still waiting on my blessing. Anybody else, you just wait for something. And when you're waiting for something, you lose sight of the fact that God called you here. Because L.A. needs you. L.A. needs you. And so for this sermon series, I've decided I don't want to bounce around through a bunch of different passages of Scripture. I want to go through just the book of Daniel. The book of Daniel, we're going to go through as many chapters of the book of Daniel as we can. And and borderline, we're going to go line by line through the book of Daniel because God had raised up Daniel to be a prophet to Babylon. Now, it's important we understand that Babylon at that time would have been the most creatively, financially, a uh, uh, prosperous city in all of the region. Um, they were uh, forward thinking when it came to wisdom and literature. They were forward thinking when it came to creativity, and they were they were at the pinnacle of everything that people in LA now would want to do. Um, business trade. They were uh, light years ahead of everyone else, and God had called Daniel to be a prophet. Now. If you feel called to LA and you were a prophet, many people in LA are becoming Elijah prophets. And Elijah was a prophet that called out sin. And that is the wrong prophet to be in Los Angeles. I'm preaching already. Because some people say, I've seen pastors go, well, Elijah called out sin. Yes, but guess who Elijah was talking to? God's people. So the aggressive hey man, was for the Israelite kings. Not for the pagan kings. When the pagan king God sent Daniel, who was a servant of the king. If you feel called to reach L.A., you're going to have to be humble enough to serve people who don't believe in the God you are serving. I'm going to kick this binder off the stage. Like, seriously. Yes, I I know. I'm so sorry for the, 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 the writer's strike and everything that's going on. In the industry, and I want you to get paid what's fair, but the reason why they're not paying you is because they're wicked and greedy. Of course they're not going to pay you, but God called you. So we don't put our confidence in what CEOs are going to do because God called me. Of course they're not going to pay me, but God, you called me, so I'm going to ride this thing out. And if you want to keep it all the way real, can I help somebody today? The people who are rich in the industry are a little bit more quiet than the people who are not. Why? Because they got to go back to work with them people when the strike is over. There be, if you were being followed by the CEO, you would post different. Because you would know you'd have to go work with that person. I'm, listen, I'm helping somebody today. I'm, post about the strike. Post, but when you post about the strike and Nebuchadnezzar, who Daniel was working for, is following you, Daniel couldn't get away with bashing the culture because God had called him to serve the culture. This is good preaching, y'all. I'm, I'm like, this is gonna be my best stuff. This is my vintage stuff. I might just retire after this. <laughs> just let it on go. Tell you, but like we all wanna be blessed. But you're not here because of what you need from L.A. You're here because L.A. needs you. And if you don't get that revelation from this sermon series, I don't know that God can move because we're too focused on what we want L.A. to give to us. You are not here to take. You are here to give. Daniel chapter 1 is crazy because it, it, it breaks it down And if you don't know the scriptures, I'll explain it to you, you know, and and obviously I'm paraphrasing, but Jerusalem was chilling, life was good, everything was good, they were in the promised land, they were in the Palisades, and God said, y'all ain't obeying me in the Palisades, so I'm moving you to San Bernardino. (laughs) I'm just saying it in a way you can understand. And you down there off of Waterman Avenue, talking about, oh Lord, where is my God? (laughs) Come on, somebody. Now you know you up in here, and you know you you well, you gotta obey God in the Promised Land, and they'd agreed, and so now because they didn't do it, God has given a Babylonian king permission to take the stuff that God blessed them with. Daniel one verse one says, during the third year of King Jehoiakim's reign in Judah, King Nebuchadnezzar came of Babylon came to Jerusalem and besieged it. King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. Now this word Babylon in the original language means to confusion, confusion. Anybody confused living in LA? Can I just tell you, the reason why you're confused, you might be confused about your purpose, you might be confused about your calling, you might be feeling a hyper sense of anxiety in this season, well I'm not trying to get too deep, but the Bible would suggest that there are principalities, dark evil spirits that God has put over a region. So God has put a spirit of confusion over Los Angeles. So when you feel confused in Los Angeles, that's not your confusion, because the Bible says God is not the author of confusion. That's confusion that has been placed over a whole city, and when you move into the city, you start to feel confused. you know the highest uh, suicide rate, one of the highest suicide rates in the nation is is in the Northwest, up by Washington, Portland, Oregon. I went to Portland for the first time. I've never been so depressed in my life. Me and Kyle went, it was terrible. I kept going, I got to get out of here. I was like there on Monday looking for flights home on Tuesday. And I was supposed to come back on Thursday. I was like, we got to get out of here. There was just this weight. You felt this weight and this burden. And I realized it's over the city. The Bible says when an unclean spirit leaves a person, it goes and looks for dry places. What is a dry place? Spiritually dry. So I want to tell someone, you might not be feeling anxious today. Your neighbor might be feeling anxious, but because you're dry, you picked up on it. I'm about to, I got to drink some water. That, 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 that's making me dry physically. Do you hear what I'm saying to you right now? So we cannot be in Babylon with Babylon faith. We got to figure out how to have Babylon blessing and kingdom faith. Because the Bible says God blesses and gives no sorrow with it. So blessings without God will make you sad. Come on, we don't know that about blessings. Where God is not in the blessing, blessings make you sad. You think you're unhappy, broke? Wait until you get rich without the Lord. There's this weight and this pressure that comes upon a person because they're carrying something that they're not designed to carry. Blessings are heavier than hard times. So the reason why you're in a hard time is God has put you in the gym to work out with hard times so you can lift and carry good times. That's what it is. So you cannot be confused. You have to be sure. And it is the truth that makes us sure. We always talk about the truth like Bible. No, the truth in the Greek means reality. I'm going to say it again, my brother. I love it when people say this. I never said no. I don't know if you noticed that about me. But if you say, say it again, I'm going to say it again. Be careful you don't say say it one more time because I'm gonna say it three times. I've never turned you down You say say it again. I'm gonna say it again. I'll never say no. I said <laughs> Now I forgot what I said <laughs> What you want me to say again What happened? What do you want me to say again? I forgot it. You remember? It? Huh? Oh, I said come on somebody the truth in the Bible doesn't mean truth doesn't mean Bible it means reality facts are the truth but biblical truth is a reality that has the power to go against the facts so the re, the, the fact is I'm not qualified but the truth is God chose me the fact is I might not feel qualified, but the reality is, is God qualifies the unqualified. So the truth, you're not walking in the truth until the truth can go against a fact. We gotta stop telling people that they're not, you're, you're enough. No, you are not. God is not in heaven saying you're enough. He's in heaven saying I'm enough. And if I called you, and I'm with you, then you're good. And if you don't understand that, you will be confused. And this word is a Greek word, confusion, a Greek and Hebrew word. The confusion starts, it it means a word that when we start to reject leadership and morality, means we don't want to be led by God. We don't want to be led by God. We don't want God to tell us what he wants us to do. Anybody not like To be told what to do? Welcome to confusion. I hate to be told what to do. Can't stand it. But I need God to tell me what to do. Because if you didn't tell me what to do, I'm going to be confused. And we live in a city where the city is confused. No wonder you're confused. You live in a city where the enemy has put a spirit of confusion over the city. So when you feel confused, ask yourself this question, am I dry? am I dry and so God called Daniel to Babylon and you would think God called Daniel to be a prophet to Babylon and start saying okay guys I'm a prophet of God, so here's what God's Word says about sexuality. Here's what God's Word says about God's Word. Here's what God's Word says about everything. Here's what God's Word says about heaven. Here's what God's Word says about sin. You would think that God would call Daniel to a city like Babylon and train him for three years to be a Bible scholar so he could tell everybody what the Bible says. But no, no, no. See how fast I walked over here? (laughs) Y'all gonna make me lick my finger... And turn this page, because I'm getting ready to teach. I lost my place. Oh, no, no. Watch this. Watch this. He said, in verse 4, I'm going to skip to verse 4. No, no, I'm going to skip to verse 3. It says, then the king ordered Ashpenaz. I already told my wife. If we have another son, his name's going to be Ashpenaz. Ashpenaz. Ashpenaz Low. You think I'm anointed? Ashpenaz Low going to be crazy. I'm going to call him Ashy for sure. You Ashy but Clashy. classy. Ashpenaz. His chief of staff to bring the palace some of the young men. So who did the king Nebuchadnezzar want? Nebuchadnezzar wanted the young people. And he said of Judah's royal family and other noble families. So who did the evil king want? He wanted the, the, the kids that came from the good homes, and the kids that came from royalty. When you are a child of God, I want to preach to somebody today that knows that God wants them, but forgot that the devil wants them too. Because you come from a royal family when you believe in Christ. Christ is your savior, but he is also a king, which makes everyone in this room the daughter or the son of a king. And the enemy wants somebody for his purpose from a royal family, a noble family. So the reason why the enemy's after you is not because you're doing something right wrong, but because your father did something right. Sent his one and only son to die for you, and so you are wanted by both God and the devil. And you gotta say yes to one and no to the other. It says he had been brought to Babylon as captives. Listen to what the king said. Select only strong, healthy, good-looking young men and make sure they are well versed in every branch of learning are gifted with knowledge and good judgment and are suited to serve in the royal palace train these young men in the language of and literature of babylon and so they assigned them a daily ration of food and wine from his own kitchens and they were to be trained for 3 years somebody say 3 years, three years. So, and then they would enter into royal service did god call daniel yes So when God called Daniel to Babylon, yes. Where was Daniel's training? Babylon. Who taught Daniel what Daniel needed to know? Babylon. So he knew about the place he had been called to. So it didn't say that, and so then God had him lock him up in a temple and he went to start here in growth track and got wild baptized and did nothing but go to Bible studies and stayed in the four walls of the temple trying to make sure he didn't expose himself to any of the Babylon culture. It, no, it says he was trained in the place that he was called. So you got church pastors and church leaders trying to tell you, make sure that you don't engage, make sure that you don't stay away from that stuff, retreat, no, Engage. You cannot bless a city you don't know anything about. Do you know, this is a true story. I led somebody to the Lord once, and they came up to me, and they offered me some weed. And I just said, I was good. I'm good. And I said, what kind of weed do you like to smoke? And I said, what, like sativa, indigo? Anyway, are oh, you okay? Are you okay? Okay. <laughs> black people endorse what you said sometimes by walking backwards and saying okay. Just a bunch of times. I don't know why we do that. Okay, okay. You just Whenever a black man's walking backwards, you've been endorsed. I don't know what it is. Quick thing while we're on black people. You also notice this? When you see another black man in a grocery store, if they're younger than you, if they're older than you, you've seen it. Black people, then they're older, head down. Young people, just try that. Try that, no matter what culture you are, just go in the grocery store and you see a black man, just go. Don't matter what culture, I need you to be bold. Be bold. Pastor Julian told me, all right, here we go. Watch your neck though. It's gotta be smooth. It's gotta be smooth. Some of y'all are a little stiff, just no, not, not that. Y'all distracted me. Stop laughing. Stop laughing, me. You would think he would go to Bible college for three years. No, he went to Babylon school. Do you know about the spaces you're called to? And I ended up having a conversation about that, that person about why I stopped smoking weed. I said, like, I don't need to. I don't have a revelation that weed is bad. I had a revelation that God is peace. I was smoking weed over my anxiety. So it's not that I think weed is bad. I just don't have anxiety because God healed it. And we start having a conversation, not about the scriptures, but about what the Lord has done in my life. Now, by the way, in order for people to care that you don't have anxiety, they need to see you walk through things that they would have anxiety if they were walking through those things. Yeah. Oh, this is gonna be a good one. I feel this one. They don't, they need to see you do things that would stress them out and do it with peace. Yeah. They need to see you do things that they don't think they could do. And they need to, they need you to know, they need to know that that's God. Would would you? And here's the part that we don't understand, because later, the next verse is said that he was trained, but it says, but God, Daniel was determined not to defile himself by doing what they did. So he knew about what they were doing, but he didn't do it. He knew about the gods they were worshiping, but he wouldn't worship those gods. He knew about the things because consuming like wild amounts of food was spiritual to the Babylonian. So he's like, I'm going to know about it. I'm going to train in it. I'm going to study it, but I'm not going to do it. Do you know that God might ask some of you to not participate in something that you know everything about? He might ask you not to participate in it, and you don't even think it's wrong, but somebody else is worshiping that. Can I just tell a church who I really believe wants to reach LA, sometimes God, it's not about right and wrong. Sometimes God will have you not do something because someone else is worshiping it. And it's in your desire and in your nature to do that thing. Yeah, I like to after work have a couple of drinks, but if you're around people who have a problem with drinking, you shouldn't because you're causing them to stumble. I don't mind having a margarita until I'm around an alcoholic. Then Then that's unkind. I'm not going to be like, that's on you, bro. <laughs> so, so what else could God ask you to stop doing because someone else has made an idol out of it? But you got to be trained for three years. Three years. I, I, I believe that there are so many faithful people that don't study. Can I be real? Especially in the music business, man. I, I miss the days where you didn't have Instagram, and you had to just get good. All right, all right, I ain't gonna, I'm not gonna mess with your gift right now. Write one song and switch your Instagram profile to artist. Come on church, we gotta be studied and trained. See, once you have the promise, don't forget the process. Can I help somebody today? Can I help somebody today? They had to be trained. It says, so Daniel was determined not to defile himself by eating the food and wine given to him by the king. He was trained, but he didn't do it. He was in it, but he wasn't of it. You, you, you're going to be called to LA? LA needs you. You got to be in it, but you can't be of it. Yeah, I know what's up with that. I just don't, I don't move like that. Now, God had given the chief of staff both respect and affection for Daniel. What? So he didn't just have God's favor. He had the Babylonian favor. God wants to give you favor, not just with himself, but with the city you are called to. He responded, you got to eat the food. I'm paraphrasing. The, The attendant said, I'm afraid of the Lord, my king, who has ordered that you eat this food and wine. If you become pale and thin compared to the other youths, your age, I'm afraid the king will have me beheaded, will have me beheaded. Daniel spoke with the attendant in verse 11, who had been appointed by the chief of staff to look after Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. And he said this in verse 12, please test us for 10 days on a diet of vegetables and water. At the end of the 10 days, see how we look compared to the other young men who are eating the king's food. Then make your decision in light of what you see. The attendant agreed to Daniel's suggestion and tested them for 10 days. And verse 15 says, at the end of the 10 days, Daniel and his three friends looked healthier and better nourished than the young men who had been eating the food assigned by the king. Daniel passed the test of less. If you feel called to LA, God is going to give you less of what people are worshiping so that they can see what you do with less. Ah, church, this isn't a fun one. Everybody wants more, but the the world, LA needs to see that you'd rather have less with God than more without him. And not only that, but LA needs you to live a life where they can see Not only that you have less, this isn't some pious, humble, oh no, thank you, no, I don't want to, I just want to be poor. No, this is, I'm coming out better with less than you have with more. Give me $50,000 a year and God, and I'll multiply it than if I have $250,000 a year and crystals. Can I preach to somebody today? Because you're getting ready to free someone who's been burning sage all week, getting rid of negative energy, and lining crystals in their bathtub because you're going to do better with the Holy Ghost. You got to do more with less before God gives you more. What are you going to do with what you have? What are you gonna do with what you have? Some of us want to get better at what we're doing because we don't have any faith that God can use what we have. What do you have? Lord, this is all I got. Multiply it, use it. This is all the faith that I have. This is all the hope that I have. This is all the peace that I have. This is all the gifting that I have. But God, I'd rather have a little bit of this and a lot of bit of the Holy Spirit than more money and less God. At the end of the day, if the Lord emailed you today and said that he loved you, it wouldn't mean as much to you as if the casting director emailed you and said, you booked it. That's what L.A. needs to see. More. Here's how we know. Gosh, I'm going to break this down. It says, at the end of 10 days, Daniel and his friends looked healthier and better nourished. So after that, the attendant fed them only vegetables instead of the food and wine provided for the others. Verse 17 says this. God gave these four young men an unusual aptitude for understanding every aspect of literature and wisdom. And God gave Daniel this special ability to interpret the meanings of visions and dreams. Wait a minute, didn't King Nebuchadnezzar say he was looking for someone who was trained in literature and wisdom? And then God gave them an unusual ability for literature and wisdom. Now, you look at that and you might go, how is that relevant to me? I don't want to be given a special ability for literature. Like, because LA people don't read. If you've read read more than two books the last year, make some noise. Now, okay, parents. I'm not talking about The Hungry Caterpillar. I'm not talking about the, hung- I'm not talking about you read to your kids, the Hungry pack kid. knock it off. I mean a real book. A real book. I, I I've, like, a real book, not a children's book. Spe- well, if it di- you read a Disney book, that counts. Because Disney books are long. Remember when Bailey used to break out that Disney book when she was three? Daddy, can you read this? I'm like, oh my lord. I'm like, Cinderella lost her shoe, the end. She's like, No, there's more, dad, there's more. I'm like, nah, man, this book too long, go to bed. (laughs) LA people don't like to read, except I went to Pan Pacific Park the other day, and there was a reading club. Like, a bunch of people were sitting under a tree reading a book, and uh, I just, I took some time to count the black people, and I was like, all right, (laughs) I might get an email for that one. Black people like to read too, Julian. We do, just not in reading clubs. I read books all the time. I'm just not going to go sit under a tree and read a book. (laughs) Like with Crocs on. I'm not. I'm not doing it. I wouldn't do that with the Bible, and I love God. But there's a reading club. So I'm like, if you like to read, there's a reading club that happens at Pampson. But for most of us, if we're believing God to pour out his spirit on us, we don't want him to give us unusual abilities in literature. Can I just, we all agree with that? Nobody's praying for that. We don't get that on the prayer request on the app. But do you know why God gave them an unusual ability? Because Babylon was obsessed with literature. Babylon was obsessed with wisdom. Babylon was obsessed with dream interpretation and astrology. So God gave them. So that would mean that God would give you a prophetic gift because L.A. is obsessed with psychics. God would give you a gift that they're obsessed with. So if God is saying you're called to LA and, and, God, and LA is obsessed with money, God might give you an unusual gift to earn money because he wants you to show that that money you earn came from God, not from the gods they worship. So Babylon had gods over literature, gods over wisdom, God over, you think there's not a God over entertainment? There's not a God over influence? There's not a God over social media? There's a God over it. And if God sees how bad you want that, and he sees you want it more than him, he wants to give you an unusual ability. An unusual ability. What if God gave you an unusual ability to write songs because everybody's obsessed with songwriters? What if God gave you an unusual ability to make money because everybody's obsessed with making money? They were worshiping those gods. So God gave them a gift. I want you to write this down. Because if you don't get anything out of Daniel chapter 1, just this. After Daniel and his friends displayed character that made God want to promote them, God gave them skill and gifts that made humans want to promote them. Did you hear what I just said? I got to make sure this is on. So here's what's crazy. I feel, I feel, particularly in L.A., I've realized this, it's really hard to build a church in L.A. if you're not a gifted communicator and a gifted preacher. You're not a gifted, but the reason why I don't travel and preach is because now I'm not going to take that gift and let people leverage my gift to build something that ain't God. Can I just say, that's why I don't like to travel and preach. Because if I don't know them, I'm not going. Because you're not going to leverage my gift to build something that ain't God. But in L.A., if I wasn't called to L.A., I might just be some studious, normal teacher. People in L.A., there's comedy here. People move here to do comedy. People like to laugh. So God gave me a gift that would make people notice. But if I use that gift for my own gain, instead of showing people that God gave me that gift, then I build a church where people worship me, not him. So, at the end of the day, God wants to do something in your life that would make people tempted to worship you, and you got to tell them, this was not me. This was not me. Could God trust you with something that people are obsessed with? How does he find out if he can trust you? By your disposition when he withholds it from you. Uh, Yeah, ain't nobody got to clap for that. No, you ain't got to clap. You ain't got to clap. That's how I can tell if I can trust you with it by how mad you get when you don't have it. How frustrated you get, how jealous you get of other people's opportunities. It happens in the church where someone else gets an opportunity you think you deserve and you're right. That opportunity is for you. But God just wanted to see how happy you would be for someone else. And since you can't be, he ain't gonna give it to you. Because he knows why would God, God will give you a blessing, but he'll never give you a God that's not himself. He knows it's your God. He's not going to replace himself with something you've been praying for. And so we have to show God that we can handle not having what we know we're called to have. Because LA needs you. And I don't wanna have a church that's obsessed with what they need from LA. No, God, I need you. I don't need anything from LA. I need your peace. I need your hope. I need your faith. I need your goodness. I need your self-control. I need your Holy Spirit. LA needs me, but I need God. But the moment you start to think that there's something from LA you need, Time to go to Wichita. <laughs> yeah, you can have everything you believe for. You just go there right now. You know how many people move to 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 the south to Texas during the pandemic? Like, because LA's hard. It's not gonna be easy. You wanna have all the things God has for you? Just move somewhere else and get it. That, I can like go Henderson, Nevada. What is it, Perumph outside of Vegas? Them houses is 200, 300 grand. Go ahead. You can get a five-bedroom house in San Bernardino right now. Just go! But if you don't be called to LA, we need to make sure that you don't worship this. Because everybody here is worshiping this. Everybody here is worshiping influence. Everybody here is worshiping money. Everybody here is worshiping book on. Everybody here is worshiping it. And and our prayer requests are riddled with people wondering when God's gonna do for them what they've been praying for. Everyone in LA is ungrateful. When was the last time you talked about someone in LA and they were like, I'm just so thankful? And that person's weird to us. Oh God, super Christian. They're just so thankful. When was the last time you talked to someone in LA? So can you have gratitude for where you're at right now? What can you do that's different than what other people would do in LA? Can you tip a waitress with, or a waiter with bad service? Because a non-believer waits on good service. A believer, you know what a, a tip is? It's called the gratuity. Gratuity is the root word of grace. So my wife and I tend to tip more when we get bad service so that that person can encounter grace. Wow. Start with something little. Well, we got to be different. And here's what I'm telling you right now. As we go through this book of Daniel, Daniel had it really hard because this king stripped daniel of his identity and daniel let it happen this king put daniel in babylonian schools and daniel let it happen this king killed his friends stole things from the temple and daniel didn't do anything to stop it but when daniel got a prophetic word for nebuchadnezzar from god You know what Daniel told Nebuchadnezzar? If only this word was for your enemies and not for you. Could we have that kind of heart where somebody that's profoundly hurt us, somebody that's profoundly frustrated us, God could give us a word and we wouldn't go, finally. Now, you know what, man? If only this word was for your enemies and not for you. And I will tell you this, when you live like this, when you live like this, this is how I know you're close, is when you're doing things for people that when they have the opportunity, they don't do those things for you. You are getting so much closer to Jesus, y'all. When they don't return a favor, when they don't do what you would do, you're getting so much closer. And that's the part where you're discouraged when you start realizing people won't do what you would do, but God will. And when God exalts you, he gives you a seat at the table in the presence of your enemies, which means that people are going to be at the table that your blessing that didn't want you to be in charge of the blessing at the table. When Jesus was getting ready to be betrayed, this is a word for somebody in here. When Jesus was getting ready to be betrayed, everybody wanted to know who was betraying. Jesus, who's betraying you? You know what he said? The one I passed the bread to. In, in, in Jewish culture, you sat people next to you. The closest you sat to that person, the more important you were to them. So that means that Jesus knew, had already revealed Judas would betray him and he sat Judas at arm's length. He didn't say the one I tossed the bread to, he said the one I passed the bread to. Judas was at arm's length. If you don't have people around you at arm's length that really aren't for you, you ain't like Jesus. You ain't. You're not. And all of this happens so that you could cultivate a character that can handle the blessings that other people are worshiping. So I want you to stand to your feet, because there's some people in this room, you are called to great influence. LA needs you. Some of you in this room may be even called to wealth or success. And some of you in this room, you can feel this favor on your life, but there's this tension on living in the between of what God has said and where you're at. There's nothing that creates more tension for a believer than living on the in-between of what God said And what's actually happening that creates so much tension in the human soul but he just needs to make sure that you will not worship what other people worship that's all he's doing he knows LA needs you he he he, he called you and and many of you came to LA because the devil baited you with a career because and God let it happen because he knew that he couldn't get you to come here on faith So God let the devil throw something at you and motivate you to come here for the wrong reason. And now you're in L.A. and you're not sure why you're here anymore. Because the reason you came out here is not happening. That's because the reason you came out here is not the real reason. The reason you came out here is for people. You didn't come out here to book an audition. You came out here for all the people on set. You didn't come out here to just close the deal. You came out here for everybody in the business meeting. You are called to God and to people. God cares about people. And for some of you, your career is your God. Your goals are your God. And you know what's crazy? This guy named Philip in the Bible had a big church, massive church. And the Bible says God teleported Philip out of a massive church to talk to one Egyptian servant, trying to figure out what the book of Isaiah said. And Philip never went back to that church. God pulled him out of a church over one person. And Bible scholars trace all Christianity in Egypt back to that one conversation. Can God put you somewhere for one person? Can God rip you out of something for one person? Everybody wants to be the next so-and-so instead of pray for the next so-and-so. Bless the next so-and-so. So So if that's you and you came in here, you go, yep, I feel called to L.A. for a specific purpose and I'm feeling discouraged right now or I know that I'm not where I want to be. I know I'm not where God said I would be and maybe I've lost sight of why I'm actually in L.A. And I've been focused on what I need from L.A. as opposed to what L.A. needs from me. I want you to lift your hands and we're going to pray just the anxiety and fear of not being successful and not getting where you're supposed to be. I want to pray that all for you right now as you just say, Lord, shift my heart. If that's you and you need a heart shift today and you thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for everyone lifting their hands, Lord. Would you shift desires, Lord? Would you shift uh, uh, motives, Lord. Would you make us like Daniel, where we would be well-trained and studied about the culture of L.A., not bashing it, but learning it. We need to learn about what people, but would you help us learn about it so much, but we don't fall in love with it, we stay in love with you. We, we learn about it and we know it. We're in it, but we're not of it. We understand that dynamic is incredibly difficult, God, but Holy Spirit you can do it. Lord, I believe there's going to be multi-million dollar business deals Closing in the next 90 days for those who don't have anxiety until it closes. But they have peace. There's gonna be groundbreaking opportunities happening in the industry if God sees that that doesn't make you happy. If he sees you smile when he blesses you, but you're frowning in his presence right now, then he knows that you're God. Give them the peace in advance. Give them the gratitude in advance. Matter of fact, there's somebody in this room that you've been working on something for years and God says, thank me now, it's already on the way. Do you have the faith to thank me in advance? Do you have the faith to bless me in advance? Do you have the faith to honor me? Give Oasis that kind of faith where they wouldn't be late for worship but on time for the preacher give them the faith to be in here five minutes before service one to give gratitude and praise to the God that's moving right here right now if you believe God is moving right here right now I need you to give a praise that exalts the Lord a praise that says God you are faithful I don't need anything from LA I'm the son or a daughter of a king God I praise you I exalt you you are my God yes I'm believing for blessings but I don't praise you because you blessed me. I praise you because you saved me. Give God a shout of praise in the house of the Lord today. I'm talking about if you came in here discouraged, if you came in here confused, praise the Lord today. We thank you, Jesus. And for some of you in here, you have not yet given your put your faith in Jesus. There's nothing more prideful than to say I can do it on my own and I don't need God. There's nothing more prideful. Some of you may be familiar with being an atheist, which means God doesn't exist. And, an ex- uh, and those they believe an explosion created all of this. I think that takes faith to believe. That an explosion created a molecule, that created another molecule, that created a swimming molecule, that created a monkey, and then the monkey ended up being you and me. And then we go pay tickets to the zoo to go see the other monkeys that didn't make it does that make sense to you that makes no sense to me if i was in the zoo i'd be one mad monkey why they get to be evolved why did they get this experience evolution and not me i think the monkeys should pay to see us we we're the, we the ticket no that's stuff's not true this Universe has design. Your life has design. God wants to give you an unusual gift to something that someone else is worshiping right now. And if we do that, we're going to need Jesus. We're going to need to be saved by Jesus. And some of us worship our own righteousness, meaning that we figured it out and we don't need God. And There's a lot of that going on in religion. But somebody in this room, I want you to close your eyes right now because here's what's going to happen. You don't need to listen to me. You're made in God's image. You have spiritual DNA. There's something that God created in you, almost like this spiritual homing device, this beacon, this little light flickering in your soul that lets you know God's speaking to you right now to give your life to the Lord to believe that he came, he lived, he died and he was resurrected so that you could be set free from sin, forgiven, cleansed of all unrighteousness by jesus on the cross and that you can have a relationship with your heavenly father and so that when you're in la you could do all that god has called you to do if you need to receive jesus today i want you to put your hand on somebody's shoulder right now next to you and say pastor's talking to me god's talking to me put your hand on somebody's shoulder right now next to you and say i need to receive jesus today just put your hand on somebody's shoulder this is your new brother and sister in christ put your hand on somebody's shoulder right now thank you lord and if somebody has their hand on your shoulder right now i want you to lift your hand Yes, yeah, somebody put their hand on my shoulder the person next to me wants to wants to uh put their faith in jesus lift your hand high if someone's uh touching you right now and turn to your neighbor right now and say hey i'm gonna walk you up there for prayer i got you you're my brother and my sister in christ i got you just walk them up here for prayer right now we ain't gonna do nothing crazy but they need to know they're not saved just to God they're saving to a community and people that love them and go just walk them up here for prayer right now we're gonna pray thank you Lord come on can you clap your hands for those who's giving their life to the Lord today come on LA needs you that's why you got to give your life to Jesus because LA needs you you're called for a purpose we thank you Lord thank you and if you're in the balcony just walk them up to the front right now I saw somebody raise your hand. Don't be trying not to walk up. Listen, you got to get this prayer, man. Walk them up there. Have they back. Like, I got you. I know you. Just turn to them and say, I know you don't want to come up here, but I'm I'm going to take you on up there. Just turn to them and say, hey, man, let's go on up there, man. Come on. You can't stand for the Lord. You got to. Come on. Come on now. Bring them up there, man. And if they didn't listen in, turn to them and just say, hey, stop playing. Come on. Let's go. Stop playing. I'm going with you. Stop playing. Proud of you, man. Proud of you. Come on, keep clapping. God, you're so good. That's my brother. That's what I'm talking about, my brother. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right, family. You ready to say this prayer together? Father in heaven, thank you for sending Jesus to die for my sins. And thank you that from this day forward, I am a follower of Jesus and LA needs me in Jesus name amen amen we're gonna say one quick prayer y'all got like 30 more seconds I will pray for my brother real quick my brother was in a real bad motorcycle accident and the last time I saw him he was able to just come in here and just walk in here and, and he was a real bad motorcycle accident and we've seen God move already But I'm believing in the name of Jesus that just like last year, he's going to be able to walk in here. High five. Y'all say what's up to y'all. We're going to pray God's blessing. Father, I thank you for miraculous healing in the name of Jesus. I thank you, my brother, that you are a fighter, that the Holy Spirit is fighting on your behalf. So in Jesus' name, we declare the healing power of the Holy Spirit over your body and over your brain. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, God. We are grateful, and we thank you in advance. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you believe in the power of God, can you put your hands together? Hey, after service, we got some merch for sale. The person who designed our merch actually designed this shirt, Graves the Garden. My brother Sam Scott, he gave it to me for free, but the price just went up. So it ain't free for you, but it's free for your boy, because I minister in the name of the Lord. Become a pastor and you get free merch too. That's about all you get. and about all you get. You don't get much else besides that. <laughs> you got a free shirt out of the deal. Hey, week two, L.A. needs you. Who's coming back for week two next week? Now, listen, I got to be honest with you. If you don't come back to church for five weeks, don't come in here crying, talking about where is the Lord in your career. I don't want to hear it. I'm not going to pray for you. Matter of fact, you come ask me for prayer about your business, and I say, when's the last time you've been in church? You're like, uh, what is that sermon you did? Uh, Compton needs you. No, it wasn't Compton. It was L.A. Don't be coming here asking for prayer for your career and you ain't coming here learning what you need to know to be used by God, okay? So who's all coming back next week? Yeah, okay, we'll see. Hey, I'll just make y'all laugh. Love y'all so much. I'm so proud of you. May the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May his face shine upon you. And whatever else that scripture says. In Jesus' name, amen. Love y'all so much and I'll see you soon. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe, review, and share with a friend. To join us on the journey of being present, connected, and generous, visit oasisla.org connect. We love you so much, and we'll see you soon.